Contrary to everything you've been told, isn't it? <laughs> but but let's go back to the um, the stock markets and uh, looking at emerging stocks, Clive. Are they advancing there? And uh, this, of course, in anticipation of what will happen with the Fed and also uh, China. The share the shares there extending their slump, which is not great. That's yeah, not great at all, Sakina. Let's start with the issue of the emerging markets and what is the boost behind uh, their momentum at the moment. And we have to take it into consideration into context. We have to remember that the Fed Reserve Bank has mentioned the fact that um, they are going to increase rates in 2016. However, with the recent uh, unstabling of China, somebody's put it very nicely for me. They said uh, China's problems are starting to go up the worry list of Janet Yellen, which is exactly what's happening because obviously when they meet today, which is the final day of the meeting, they might consider the fact that they don't have to increase rates because it might create more of a turmoil. So what they're trying to say is that if, if they leave the rates unchanged at the moment, which is what a lot of commentators are expecting, then obviously that brings back sentiment. And we've already heard Mario Draghi uh, in the Eurozone also talking about the fact that they are going to put more stimulus. And so that means, brings back some bit of money which is going to be available to buy back into the emerging market uh, in terms of equity space. So that is what excites everybody else. But the reality of the matter is it doesn't really matter how much uh, the, the Fed is going to take, it, how long the Fed is going to take to, to rate hikes. At the time when they do, Sakina, there will be an impact back again on the emerging markets, and, and we saw that uh, uh, in the last quarter of last year as well. So it's all in anticipation, but what we know for a fact is that the momentum has come back slightly uh, into emerging markets. We see a lot of buying. Uh, we lot, saw, saw a lot of volume. Even yesterday, if you saw the JSE uh, all green back again, the resources sector also started to stabilize a little bit, uh, and, and the RAND also got some strength yesterday. So it, it, it's a very interesting time indeed, but I don't think that the Fed will raise rates now. It's just a matter of when uh, will they raise the rates for the first time in 2016. And then just looking at one of your favorite stocks, Apple there, and um, spoke to Nadir about it uh, briefly earlier, but Apple forecast uh, first sales drop since 2003. Yeah, you see that that Apple's logo has got a bite. Now it's got three bites. Anyway, let's talk about this. Every business has to know that there's a point of saturation. And that's what's happening with Apple, unfortunately. And it's no surprise because of two factors. One, we know that even though demand has increased in China, their sales has not been as great as what they had. If you look at the numbers in actual fact, they look very, very strong. I mean, any company that does $75 billion worth of sales is phenomenal. But the problem is it's a slowdown from what they're used to. And so that's why people are starting to say, maybe this is time now. This is the wrapping up. This is the point of saturation, what they call the zenith of, 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 of Apple's uh, performance. And so if you look at it in actual fact in 2015, the graph in terms of growth, it is the first time in 10 or no, 11 years that it, we see a dip in the final quarter. And the question is, will this beast 
of a company be able to innovate again? Will it change again and become an, uh, bring back new products that attract more consumers? Uh, we know that their biggest challenge was China. They've managed to do that well. But now what the Chinese are doing, and this is very true, the competition in China is that they are having similar mobile, mobile phones and even some of them better in, in terms of application than Apple within that same range. So, hey, I'm a Chinese. They're creating their own little, I don't know what they call it this time. Maybe it's going to be pineapple or it's going to be fruit juice. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, they've got a whole range of uh, uh, devices that they use that compete directly in the same market as Apple. And that's what's created the scare of a, of a slowdown in the Chinese market, including some of the European stocks in European countries as well. So it is, it is, it is no surprise, Akina. Every company has a situation. I think they've reached their point now. The question is, will they peak up again? Mm-hmm. And then Toyota, uh, they are believed to uh, be planning an offer to acquire the rest of Daihatsu. Yeah, well, they own 51%. It's only uh, strategic that a business decides to buy more of, it, of that, that particular uh, brand. So what they want to do is now have full control of Daihatsu and, and control uh, as, uh, uh, shipment, control uh, production, control, have the right to say where they sell. By the way, Daihatsu is not a very bad car, Sakina. I don't know if you've been in a Daihatsu before. <laughs> so, I mean, in, in Malaysia, for example, they are the leading car brand there. And so uh, Toyota sees opportunities for them to grow within the southeastern region and for them to continue to go into emerging markets and make more sales.